0: Have you ever wondered, is there more to the Word of God than just words on the page? Join us for an in-depth journey into the truth of God by means of open Socratic conversation. In Proverbs chapter 2, the Word of God says, If you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding." And if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Welcome to Hidden Treasures Revealed. Another Tuesday evening. Phil, we're here together again. Did you have a good functional day today? Sure did. We're going to have a, we're going to start tonight with this. This is a, and this happens sometimes. It really depends on how y'all wants to do it. This came to me as a, a concept this afternoon where we're going to start. And one of the things that I really, in a previous job that I worked, I would go on break and even during lunch, walk around the building where I was working and I would look and see different signs on people's desks. They would have the little anecdotes or memes. One of them was, the day is going great. Don't ruin it. No idiots allowed. No dumb questions, stuff like that. And I would always enjoy looking at those and really paralleling that, paralleling that to faith and just thinking about what is the person really getting at? Where's their mindset in these And as we're learning about the psychology of the mind, the lower conscience, that everything that you do, there's a reason behind what you do. You may not recognize the reason, but there's a reason. We don't do things for no reason. When we say things like that, really what we're saying is we don't know the reason why we're doing what we're doing. And with that, an anecdote came to mind, something that I've seen on a t-shirt, on sayings and things. And the saying is no pain, no gain. And I started actually, the reason that that came to mind was the concept of pain came to mind when we were talking last night, we were meeting and a statement was made that you either live in the luxury here and then pay for it later for eternity or you suffer and struggle here, and then you gain life, meaning that if you're looking for everything to be easy, no struggle, I want everything the way I want it here, then you're going to pay in the end with the eternal fire. You come to faith in God here where you struggle and suffer, and you deal with that, then you enter into life. And that's where this concept came to mind of pain, that this is something we've talked about before, And the things that we talk about are going to come around again because we, with faith in God, it's a circular aspect, not a linear, that the things we talk about ever increase. There's more depth. We don't get to something and say, that's the absolute end, nothing else to talk about. No. Now we can get to a point if we don't keep looking for things that we think that we're at a, a stopping point, but. The reality is in true faith in Yah that the word of God is living and active and sharper than any double-edged sword. It's increasing. It's growing. So there's always more depth of our learning and what Mother can teach us and does teach us. So with this, and this is a thought that I had. I don't know necessarily who's listening to this, where Yah's taking this there may be people out there that listen to us and listen to us on Tuesdays and Saturdays or whatever time that you tune in. And you may think, well, it seems like those guys are just, they've got it all together. They don't seem to be struggling. They don't really talk about their issues, man. They just seem. And again, this is all just opinion. This just my mind thinking, I'm just curious if people would think that because I've thought that of other people, even in our gathering before, where it just seems like they don't, They're not struggling with anything. They don't really, and really what that is, it's not that people don't. It's just either one, they don't talk about it. They're hiding it. Could be a different number of things, but it made me think of everybody, even God experiences pain and not just physical pain, mental, emotional pain. We know from the word that God said that when they saw the wickedness on the earth, that the inclination of the heart was just wicked all the time, that that it, it affected God, that I'm seeing that as pain. You know, pain doesn't have to be just you stub your toe and you feel that that rush of pain. It can be you're disappointed. It could be you are dealing with a personal issue, pain in your body, pain in the mind, that everybody's going to experience some type of pain. Our, what we are to do with this in faith is, how do I deal with the pain? Because if we ignore it, then that's not really going to be the best thing for us. How do we deal with it? people that claim faith in God or even people that don't claim faith in God struggle with pain and people hide it and think, well, I don't want anybody to know that I'm hurting. I don't want anybody to know because I look like I'm weak and I don't want to be seen as weak. But the true aspect is is that pain is good because it helps us. We were actually just talking about If I remember, I think it was yesterday. We had read about somebody that couldn't feel pain, had some kind of condition where you fall down or you bump into things and you don't actually feel pain. And we were talking about, well, that would be really bad because if you don't feel any pain, then you could be hurting yourself and not even recognize it. And that's the thing. It's pain is there to help us to see a lot of things we can see that there's a problem, that I've got a pain in my leg or my back. And well, is there something out of order in my body? Is there something going on in my mind? Is there something spiritually causing this? It's a, a help and an indicator. And we can even cause ourselves more pain than is necessary just by making decisions that we make. We make a decision that doesn't line up with the truth of god something that we selfishly want to do and we suffer the consequence and there's pain there that i realized after the fact that wow i could have saved myself a lot of pain by really thinking about before i said that acting out what i just did everybody's going to experience some type of pain at some point and it came to mind phil for us in faith and yah that how do we deal with the pain? Do we recognize, first of all, that the pain in a lot of situations has function from God? We know that Messiah himself, it said that he learned obedience through what he suffered, that that there was pain in his suffering, but there is a reason for that. The, The reason for going through and pushing through the pain that he went through and he went through very, very vast physical pain in his body with what he went through and emotional pain, people spitting on him, people rejecting him, saying that he was, that he had a demon, you know, different things coming to him. But how did he respond to those situations that to one, it could be really intense pain, but to other, another person, they could deal with it in a way to where, well, for me, really, it's not really that much pain. With a, a mindset and in the word, remember reading a passage where it said that make sure that your forehead is like flint, that it's rock solid, that you're rock solid for God and your mindset that you build calluses, you work with your hands, you work with your feet and you do the same tasks through practice over and over and you build calluses that you go through pain through that to build a callus that even though you go through the same situations again, you won't be affected the same way you won't necessarily feel the pain that was there because you've built up a endurance to it and we're caught in the word to have perseverance and endurance to deal with painful situations. We have in Hebrews where people talked about people being sought into, they were destitute <clears throat> they didn't want to receive, they wanted to receive the reward of eternal life. So they didn't want to give into that and refuse what was going to happen, living in the ground, different things. And this is something that with what we talk about with the podcast, that we we are called by God, by Yah, to speak the truth plainly, to not give all kinds of words. And something that I, me and my wife talked about tonight was she made a statement where somebody was saying a lot of things but they weren't saying anything meaning it was a lady that was a principal or a teacher saying something about a situation and she was just kind of reading that scripted thing that you would hear of maybe a politician and it it, i thought like you're just you're speaking and you're speaking but there's no substance there's no what's the essence of what you're getting at and what we're working on through practice is speaking the truth and not necessarily adding all kinds of things to try to convince you and, and do any of those other things. And it made me think of, we get ourselves into situations that we don't need to get into and we suffer for it because one, we don't understand what we're talking about. We think we do or we're not listening to ourselves as we're speaking and will cause pain for others, what we say. And it was this is just one of those where I was just like, this is, we haven't really talked about the faith journey itself has suffering in it. Even growing up in Christianity, I don't remember very much talk about suffering and struggle. Maybe talked about it a few times, but not really getting into, hey, this faith journey, is not an easy journey. There's pain in it. There's struggle. There's going to be mental struggles. There's going to be physical things that'll come up. And even Messiah himself said, if they hated me, they're going to hate you. If they kill me, they're going to kill you. But a lot of that is not talked about because, well, if we get into all that, it could not us, but in Christianity, where we came from that, well, if we talk about that then that could drive people away and we want to give people what they want to hear so they'll stay around and we won't get into all this this stuff but it's a part of faith without going through suffering and struggle you're not going to get the fullness of faith we're told by messiah that or messiah told to paul that you're going to suffer many things for my namesake that i'm gonna i'm gonna show you the things that you're you're going to struggle and suffer with. So walking as he did, the word says those that are in him must walk as he did. Those that claim to be in him must walk as he did. He struggled, he suffered. We're called to the same thing. Not necessarily unnecessary suffering, but realize that going through the struggles and the suffering, there's a reason. In faith, we have a reason for it because it helps us to learn to obey God. It helps us to push through and endure, which is necessary because Messiah even said that the one that perseveres and endures to the end will be saved, that it calls for endurance, perseverance and endurance to the end. And we're called to that. And if we don't talk about it, if we don't be upfront and honest with people and say, look, you're going to struggle in this faith. There's, and it's not that you're necessarily just in agony all the time, but you will struggle and suffer and it's a part of it. And it's something to talk about where I remember Phil, your brother said you were talking to him about faith and he was like, well, if it's going to be easy, I mean, well, if it's going to be something that I'll have to really suffer through, then, well, then this faith in God isn't for you because it takes grit. It takes determination. It takes being willing to push through the pain and the struggle for a greater cause. That's what Messiah did. It says in Hebrews that he went to the cross despising the shame and sat down at the right hand of God that, hey, this is necessary. This is what my father and mother want, so this is what I'm going to do. And it's just to – it's not that you're – the point of this is to say just be on edge and just be looking for pain and suffering, but no, just realize that with – the true faith in God, on this journey, you will struggle and suffer. There will be pain involved. But with the help of Yah, we can see the reason for it and to gain understanding of it so we can understand the purpose of it. So it'll be a lot more ease for us as we go through. But we're still going to have moments uh, of struggling and suffering. So that was the thoughts that I had, Phil, if you have any anything on this feel free, but yeah, this, just talking, just thinking about pain today is what I was thinking about.
1: You hear this term of people, they use it to give a purpose to what they're going through because it's much easier to go through something if you know there's a purpose driven behind it rather than going through it. For nothing and so they will use this term no pain no gain as a way to say yeah it's worth it it's worth it because I'm, I'm getting something out of it <clears throat> but we want to be uh straightforward with this no pain no gain is not an absolution and uh, I'll explain two different aspects that were going through my mind, okay? In order to gain something, there is pain involved at times, but there are other times where you can learn without having to have all the pain. Now, there's struggle whenever you're learning something new. There's struggle because if you don't know it, then there's a burden of trying to figure it out. Uh, But where do we draw the line at pain? And then the statement, the way it's written, no pain, no gain, means that the way that it's written, that if you don't have any pain, then you're not going to gain anything. And uh, just for clarity, that yes, I mean pain is there uh, to teach you not to do that again. Put your hand on the hot stove. Not going to do that again. Uh, So pain does have a purpose in learning. There's no question about it. the The key is is let us find a place. Where we can learn with minimal pain rather than having to learn what you would say the hard way every time. And you can watch somebody else go through something and it doesn't cause you pain. But you're like, wow, I see what God did with that. I'm going to make sure I don't do that. Now, will you catch everything that way? No. I just want to, from the perspective that we're coming from with faith, pain, there is pain involved, but it's not an absolute thing. You can learn, uh, you can learn things with the absence of pain as well. And on the other side of it, not all pain is gain because one might perceive that, well, it says no pain, no gain. So if I have pain, I gain something. Well, that's determined by you. That's determined by whether you learn something from the situation and change something so that you don't have to experience that again. But if you don't change anything, then you didn't learn anything and the pain, there was no gain because you didn't set your mind to not do, go through that again. And the whole concept of us having pain, whether it be physical, spiritual, emotional pain, is to get you to evaluate what just happened, why did it happen, and how am I going to avoid this the next time? That That's the, the key factor in it, is that we wanna be learning how we can avoid pain. And so yes, you put your hand on the stove, you got that pain, But if you do nothing with it, then there's no gain. So it's not an absolute just because you have pain that you gain something. But it's also an aspect that you can have pain and not gain something at the time. But later on in life, you revisit it and you go back and you start to evaluate and then you start to change your mind on things. And therefore, then that pain then did come around to bring you gain in the midst of it. And so uh, we're not saying that in order for you to have uh, faith and live in faith, you will always be in pain because that's how you'll gain. No, because it's not that way. But there is a necessary... Uh, degree of pain that you must endure, that you must go through in order to walk through the gospel message to get to circumcision of the heart. At circumcision of the heart, there's a lot of things that God promised that we gain. And because we gain that, then that minimizes the pain that we will uh, be involved in. And you had brought up you had mentioned earlier about the difference in pain tolerance <clears throat> and there is a difference in pain tolerance and not just physical, but spiritual and emotional as well. And how do you learn to tolerate pain? Well, you have to feel pain and it's not that bad. It's not that bad. And at first it's going to be that bad, but over time, then well, that's not it it's not that bad. I've done that before, that's not that bad. But my my attempt is to make sure that I'm alleviating the pain, even if it's I feel it just a little bit rather than a lot. And pain tolerance will come by you, your strength of mind. On, you know, because they're people that will get a splinter, and my gosh, it's the end of the world. And for them, it is. But for me, I get a splinter. I'm like, I'm, I'll get it out if I can. But if I can't, I, I, I got stuff to do. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. Well, that's because I do have a physical. High, higher pain tolerance, and through faith in God, circumcision of the heart, it has definitely given me a much greater pain tolerance of the spiritual and the emotional pain. I uh, so that you can tolerate more without it having a an effect on you, but it shouldn't be that just because you don't feel it as bad if if the there's something there. We'll fix it while before it gets to extreme pain, because at the point of extreme pain, then that that's you're kind of you're kind of past it. It's kind of like starting to feel that headache come, and you don't do anything about it until it becomes a full blown migraine, and then you take the medicine and expect it to go away really quick. And it's not going to, but if you can catch it early on and take care of it, then it doesn't escalate to that point where you can't tolerate it. And so, I mean, pain is involved in faith and especially in the faith journey of uh, the gospel message of walking through it because it's all about you uh, realizing who you are and feeling the pain of, that you have caused God for who you are before God, knowing that you're the one that faltered. You're the one that Messiah had to come for. You know, a lot of people will go to, well, Messiah came for the sins of the world. But for you to really understand what he did, you have to put it personal. Messiah came and died for my sin. It was my fault that he came. That's how I have to view it. Because if I drag other people into it, then I'm trying to excuse myself or I'm trying to uh, share the blame where the reality is, is that I sin and I sinned in the past and uh, Messiah came for me. I have to know that I was the cause. And then because I feel that pain and I don't like it, I don't want it to be the case then i have to set my mind that i'm not going to do that and then you carry that out in your conscious mind until you get circumcision of the heart where you actually get the the ability to not sin and then when you get the ability to not sin then there's not a need for as much pain and one thing i've learned just about uh, just the same as contentment the more contentment that you want, the more you have to trust God. The more you trust God, the more content you will be. Well, it's the same thing with the, the pain tolerance. The more you trust God, the higher your physical, I mean, your uh, spiritual and emotional pain tolerance is. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be a time where you're going to feel the weight of something. Just like Messiah. Messiah had a pretty high intolerance from a spiritual uh and emotional perspective but he had in the garden he felt the weight of what was getting ready to happen and but he trusted God and then he didn't have to worry about that once once he made his uh or his statement to Yah then it was back to business okay that this is your will, and that's what I'm going to do, and so let's get on with it. And then, of course, that's when Judas and the others came into the garden, and he was arrested. But it is really important to understand that, one, pain is not always necessary to gain, but your objective goal should be that anytime you experience pain, you use that as a learning tool. And sometimes you got a, you got to feel that pain a couple times before you're like, I'm not doing that again. And I had, uh, a job that I was working on. a it was before we went to Passover. I had to replace a pump on a, in a uh, in-ground gas tank for a gas station. And there's something called a bayonet it's the electrical connection between the pump and the electric so that you got to take that you got to take that up and out and turn it sideways so the pump can actually lift out of the ground and those things over time they they get rusted and they get really tight and i was trying to get it out of there tapping on it with a hammer and then i turned my hammer around and i was prying and kind of put my my heel on it pushing down, and the hammer slipped, and the the handle slipped and hit me in the shin and You know what it feels like when you get hit in the shin well it I did that three times before I was like, "I'm not doing that again and then i switched uh, i switched my uh process and came up with a different plan, and eventually I got it, but I should have, the first time it happened, I should have, but I was like, I won't let it slip again. And, you know, three times, like third time's a charm, I'm not doing that again. I could have said that on the first time and not not had to experience the pain the second and third time, because each time it hurt more because of the first time the first time i'd already i injured it and then the second time it it's just injury on top of injury and then the third time and so and it's really important with spiritual and emotional pain that we try to figure that out before we let it happen again the sooner we figure it out the quicker we learn And then we don't have to endure pain. And once we've learned that lesson, then we won't have pain when that comes up again, because, oh no, I know how to deal with that. Not doing that with the the hammer, I'm gonna do something different. And so it's a lot of uh, interesting stuff surrounding this idea of no pain, no gain, but again, just because you experience pain, there's a lot of people that are experiencing pain in Christianity, and not just Christianity, but in the world, but aren't doing and taking the necessary steps to be able to change that pain in order to get away from it, to have that true, full faith in God. And we do want people to know that you're going to experience uh, more I. Uh, spiritual and emotional pain than physical pain in your faith journey. That doesn't mean that there might be some physical pain there in order to open your eyes to see something, but the greatest pain that you will experience on the journey will be the spiritual and emotional pain. And then the hardest thing that you have to face in getting past those things is yourself. It's it's a battle of wills, it's you against you. You're, you're the one that you have to overcome and you're the one that you have to train to deal with and endure the pain that comes. And here's what, for anybody who's seeking with all of their heart, I want them to know this because this will help not only with faith, and of course, faith, everything in your life is, it becomes a part of faith, but for all the other areas Of, like, emotional pain and spiritual pain that aren't directly connected to your faith journey. That pain is there to get you to open your eyes to evaluate. I've got this pain, I don't want to experience this pain. What do I have to do to get past it? What do I have to do? And because, again, like we said, there is pain involved in the spiritual faith journey. You cannot get away from it. And you must prepare yourself mentally for going through whatever pain, spiritually And emotionally that you need to go through if you need to go through it because you only need to go if, if it's a need that you have to go through pain for something you only need to go through it once but sometimes we're stubborn and like me with the hammer three times and then finally getting to the point of learning well we can learn it quicker I just, let me figure this out. Why do I feel the way I feel? And you can do this with physical pain, because a lot of times physical pain or things that you're dealing with in your mind, the, the physical pain uh, correlates to some spiritual condition that you have. And every time that you feel out of sorts, you should be digging in. Okay, what's causing this? You know, if if I'm upset about something, what's called? Why am I upset? What is causing this? And then changing your mind that no, I'm not going to be like that. What do I have to do to change? So it's really important that with the faith journey, you are going to endure pain because it's a necessary part so that you will evaluate. No, I don't want to do that again. I don't want to cause myself pain, and I don't want to cause others pain as well in the process.
0: I'm going to go back to the, the statement that's actually on the podcast, the, the no pain, no gain. It, it came to my mind to explain this, that when we say things or make statements to really make sure that we explain what we mean so that there's no confusion that when this came to my mind, the thought was it was not that you would never have pain in faith, but without struggle and suffering, that on the faith journey in Messiah, we will because we've we've been called, that's part of our calling is to walk as he did, that we are called to the sufferings of Messiah. So meaning that if we don't have any of that struggle and suffering, in faith, which is to propel us forward to continue to the fullness of faith and beyond, then there is no eternal life. There is no gain of eternal life if you don't suffer and struggle because it's a necessary must for you to go through that process.
1: And just real quick, the aspect of the uh, pain involved in your life, faith journey, worldly, whatever you're dealing with, your desire for achievement, your desire to heal or get better, okay, or to change something, the desire you have must be greater than any pain, any suffering, or any struggle that you could face because If your mind's not set in that, then eventually the pain, the suffering, and the struggle are going to get too much, and you're going to quit. And that's why your will has to be that no matter what, I don't care what pain I have to go through, what struggle, what suffering, I'm going to figure this out, and I'm going to change that because again if you don't have a greater desire for that change to endure through the pain and suffering involved then you're never going to be able to change anything in your life unless well if it's easy and most people know that the the best things in life don't come easy they come through hard work and so that, that's just a, just kind of came to mind to bring that out, that your desire to change, your desire to have faith, your desire to stop smoking, your desire to stop drinking, your desire to be right before God has to be greater than any pain that you could entail, even to the point of death. When your mind is set in that, and you're seeking God with all of your heart, that's where you're prepared for anything. So that it doesn't matter what comes your way, I will not give up, I will not shut up, I will not back up. I will always push forward no matter what, no matter how it feels, I'm going forward, I'm going to figure this out. And then that also gives you the ability to endure, pain but when you endure pain make sure it's for gain make sure that something you're going through figure out how to tie that spiritually and emotionally so that you can learn uh learn from it that that's the objective but that that came to mind just cuz it's really important that uh your desire has to be really great and greater than anything else and when your desire is greater than any anything that could come your way that's when you will quit smoking quit drinking that's when you will seek god with all of your heart that's when you will have faith in god work to circumcision of the heart because you have to be willing to endure whatever comes your way and trust me i i don't i wasn't really prepared for that in the beginning when we started this, the church gathering. Um, But finally got to a point where I was like, I don't care. I don't care whatever I have to go through. And like wanting to know the truth of God, one of my statements to God was, I don't care how it affects me, God, I want to know the truth. And there were times where it affected me, but I was okay with it because my desire to know the truth of God was greater than any pain that I could endure or feel or experience through that.
0: And we've been told this, Yah brought this to our attention. If you um, picture this in your mind, you get a piece of paper and you can take the piece of paper and you can crease it, you can fold it in half, or you can take, rip out a piece of notebook paper and ball it up in a ball and just throw it on the floor. We were told by Yah, this aspect of you can either be creased or you can be crumpled, and I'll explain. Meaning that something comes your way where you feel some pain. Wow, you know what? I hit my shin with the hammer twice. I'm not doing that again. All right, well, you, you maybe not even get to the creased aspect. You you hit yourself a couple more times, and you're just like, "Gosh, why does this hurt so bad?" And oh, okay, no, no, I'm not. Nope, that's not the proper way. I'm not doing that. But you keep doing it, and you keep doing it. You end up in the hospital, and you out and well, this is the only way to do it. And you do it again and you go back and you just keep, you get in that creased, um, the crumpled area where you look at that as quote your rock bottom. Well, that's, you, you got to get to the lowest of the low before you, you're going to make a decision. People listening, you don't have to get to this part where you would be in the hospital and everything is crazy for you to make a decision. You can make a decision at the very beginning, and Yah even was, brought this to our attention, teaching us this, that your rock bottom is when you open your eyes to look around you and make a decision that no more of this. I'm not dealing with this anymore. I'm making a change. Just like the Michael Jackson song, I'm going to make a change for once in my life and it's going to feel real good that, yeah, it's going to feel good because I'm going to make progress with this, that you don't have to wait to where everything seems to be falling apart for you to change something, to turn to God. You don't have to wait till you're in a hospital bed hanging on for dear life to make a deathbed conversion, you can look around you and say, I've been feeling this pain for a long time. Something is wrong and I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to make a change and it's going to start now. You don't have to get to that bottom point and you can listen to this podcast. Yah may speak to you and you something comes to mind in your life and, well, I'm not waiting any longer. I'm the Word of God says today is the day of salvation. I'm going to seek God with all my heart. I'm not going to wait for it to feel a certain way or to be a certain circumstance. I'm going to do it now. I'm going to set my mind now and start the journey now. And the Word says that God is the God of all comfort, that com- comforts us so that we can comfort others that have struggles. Well, Phil, when you were speaking, made me think of this, God being the God of all comfort that following their guidelines and their ways is where you have relief from pain because we're sitting in a chair right now. Are are you really feeling a lot of pain just sitting here, just sitting in your chair? Maybe you you might have to tweak your back or stand up, something like that, but we're not in a position where we have, if you've heard this term chronic pain, you're going to, are you feeling any pain like necessarily just sitting here?
1: No, but again, it's not necessarily that there's not, pain but is there a pain tolerance that has been built Mm -hmm. so that you don't feel that pain and uh, that's not necessarily a great thing because maybe there's that you're not feeling that pain but it's telling you there's something you need to do there's something you need to change you need to do something different Uh, it could be you're, you're you're getting older like me and did construction your whole life and you got aches and pains that's the consequence for the for living that, uh, life of being a construction worker. Um, but is there anything I can do about it? If there is, then I, I attempt to, but if there's not, if there's nothing I can do about it, then I may as well not focus on the pain. If I don't focus on the pain, then it's kind of like that out of sight, out of mind concept that if you're, if the, the pain, if it's not in your sights of feeling it, then it's out of sight out of mind but when you're feeling it then something's got to change it's like because of the work that i did i've got issues with my rotator cuffs and typically in a day-to-day environment i don't have a problem with them the the problem i have with them is when i sleep at night and i'll be able to sleep in one position for a certain amount of time But then the pain starts to arise, and then I have to shift positions, I have to roll to the other side, and I'll be good there for a little bit, and then eventually the pain rises, and I have to move to another position, because if I don't, my arm's just going to end up getting numb, and and then by the time, if I try to sleep through the whole night on one side, uh, I've wouldn't be able to move my arm the next day. I. Uh, and so the pain, even the pain involved there, it, it causes me to make a change. And so I get a gain because I get at least a little bit of a reprieve from doing that. Now, I don't really know of something that I can do different at this point, but that's all right. It's I. Uh, but that's, that's a, a something that just came to mind with using the pain to make something different. You feel the pain sleeping on one side, then you roll over to your back or you move to the other side. And
0: Well, with the work that I do, I work in insurance and I used to handle bodily injury claims, which means if you're in an accident and somebody's at fault, and um, we handle their medical bills. And there was a term with medical reports, well, really two terms with medical reports that I would review. And one, it was about pain. And one person would have an acute injury and the other person would have a chronic injury. An acute injury, meaning that you have a new injury, you broke your arm, you broke your toes, something like that, or a chronic pain where you have a bulging disc in the back and you have an accident and that gets aggravated, but there was a chronic pre-existing. Pain that was there that is not part of the accident. And we would have times where we would battle with attorneys and other people about, well, we're not paying this because this is a chronic back pain issue that you've had prior surgeries and you got hit in the back. And yes, you have some acute pain from it, but the majority of your pain is a chronic issue, means a pre existing ongoing pain that seems like it's getting worse, it's not getting better. And I had a thought about that with faith that before going on faith journey and ultimately having circumcision of the heart, every person has a chronic issue and that is sin in the heart, that that's an issue that continues. There's nothing you can do to change it. You're going to have that pain the rest of your life unless you turn to God. And when you turn to God, you really start feeling that pain of that sin that you have and you recognize it and you have godly sorrow, which brings you to turn to, to Abba. You turn to them in repentance. And you get to see how much of a sinner that you really are because you've turned to God and now you can see how you've wronged God and you really start to feel it and you fight against it in your mind. No, I don't want to do these things. This is pain for me now. I'm not doing it. And you go through that journey to where you, once you get to circumcision of the heart, you have the sin nature taken out of your heart and put to your body of flesh where there's still going to be pain. And there you still have the thorn in the flesh, but you do have relief because now all of that, chronic issue that was in your lower conscience is now in the body of flesh. Now you get to start working on yourself, uh, reprogramming, putting the godly in the lower conscience, getting it to stick from the mind into the, the, your conscious mind to your lower conscience mind. And just made me think of that. It's a chronic condition that it's just like cancer in the world. People want to get rid of cancer. Well, I'll go to the doctor and I'll get rid of cancer. Well, the truth is without mother, you can't get rid of cancer. You can get what you think is true cancer in your body, but what manifests itself in the body is still a spiritual condition. So you've got cancer in your heart that there's only one doctor, and that's God that can heal you from having that sin nature in your heart, taking out of your heart. So there's going to be pain involved. And and you spoke just earlier about it's you against you now circumcision of heart now it's you against your programming you digging in and figuring out why you do what you do because there's things that still cause pain why do we complain because there's a pain there why? but contentment is walking in the practice of no matter what pain it is this is my lot and my portion yeah i'm okay with it and we have a couple stories in the word of god one came to mind was job that God was confident in Job that God that Job would not curse them, and even the enemy, when Yah is the one that brought Job to the enemy's attention, that have you considered my servant Job? And what did what did the enemy say? Well, skin for skin, strike his body and he'll curse you, cause him excessive pain and he'll curse you. Okay, I'll do it, but I'm. I'm confident that he won't curse. And he had all kinds of boils on his body that he would take shells and scrape the boils. And think about what that would feel like, having that kind of physical pain. But not only that, the emotional pain of your family perishing and it all coming just all at one time. And the enemy thinking, well, this will get him to curse God because you feel all this pain at one time. But it was the steadfastness in his mind that, no, because even his wife said, why don't you just curse God? Why don't you just get this over with? And no I'm not doing that God gives and God takes away I'm not gonna I'm not going curse God having that mental fortitude for for him to go through that and then ultimately at, at the end of it that um he repented to God and and God healed him and the other story was Jacob and the angel that he grabbed onto that angel and wrestled and said I'm not letting go until you bless me that there's all kinds of pain here but i'm not letting go until i receive a blessing and the angel reached down and if i remember i touched under one of his legs and then he now has a limp well even that limp, though, i'm sure that him walking around there's probably some kind of pain but look at the the great gain that he had that he received a blessing from that pain and the same with us that by yah's grace which is sufficient for us we're able to have circumcision of the heart to where we just like jacob who his name was changed to israel interesting enough that we walk around we still have the sin nature in our body of flesh just like that limp but we have a blessing of god we've got circumcision of the heart we have the most blessed one living within us which is mother the spirit so we still will struggle we still have that limp but we didn't let go of god until they blessed us and we still haven't let go of god but that just coming to mind with the old testament that what a great story of that, like you said, that steadfastness in mine is I'm fighting through this pain. I'm not letting go, God, until, because I want to know you, I want to be close to you, I want to be pleasing to you, and then, okay, well, I'll bless you. And you're walking around, and I remember Paul saying to God, God, please just, please take this thorn away. It's just, and God says, no, Paul, no, my grace is sufficient for you, that my strength is made perfect in weakness, that you're going to have this lump, because the, the sin nature is in your body of flesh now, that, no, I'm going to leave it there because it's good for you because if if I take that away, then you'll get puffed up, you'll get arrogant, you'll think that you're something and no, I'm going to leave that there for a reason so that you know it is by grace that you're saved. It's not by anything you've done on your own to bring it to this. It's by my grace. And yes, you following my ways, but it's by grace you're saved, Paul. So be content with your lot, your portion, whatever you're given by God, the circumstances that you have, you verify with God, God is, yeah, is this my lot and my portion? Yes. All right. I'm not going to complain. I'm going to be content with whatever it is, whatever you give me, I'm completely okay with that. And yes, you go through the practice and the process of that, but the pain is good. It's a gauge as well to show who's going to, who's with me or not, because are you willing (coughs) saints, Are you willing to push through and persevere through the great tribulation period, all these things, because it calls for endurance? Do you have the mental, it's the mental, and I agree with what you said, that the, not saying that you won't suffer physically in this day and age, but it is going to be more the mental psychological way that train your mind so that when people are withering and falling over on seemingly unimportant things that you've got the steadfastest mind to say, no, I'm not, that's not God returning. I'm not looking to that. I'm not listening to that. I'm not, no, I'm not going to let that affect me. And that will help us when, because even Messiah said that the sins that we're going to see, even if it were possible to confuse the elect, to deceive the elect, if that were possible, it's going to be such great things that you would look at it. And if it were possible, even the elect would be like, uh eh, that it's going to be such great things. But you you look at that and think, wait a minute, this isn't of God. This doesn't line up with the word. I'm not listening to this because Messiah said, you're going to see the sign in the clouds of my return if don't go to these other places and things. But yeah, pain is a part of it. But yeah, we don't need to, it's not for us to unnecessarily just walk around in agony and oh, woe is me, I'm in pain. And because think about all the people that think, that they're speaking for God and they're being tortured for Christ and you're in prisons and jails and you're getting beheaded and you're, well, I'm doing it for God and you're going over there thinking God wants you to go there and you're getting beheaded and you're in a jail for 10 years and you think that it's because of God and no, it was the enemy driving it, not God and then therefore you suffer like that and you end up dying a painful death and then you end up in even a worse outing on the end, when you don't have the fullness of faith, and then you are sent to the abyss after that. so it I remember we talked about that book about or a book or something that said about somebody being tortured for Christ. but if you're suffering for the name, it's one thing for the name of God, but if you're not, you're just what a an unnecessary uh, suffering, and then you even lose out worse in the end.
1: The voice of the martyrs is the the book that you're talking about. And if you're preaching except Jesus as Lord and Savior as one of those people, you're a martyr for the message that you're giving, but you're not a martyr for God. That that's because that's not the the truth. Here's what's interesting. With many uh many things in many areas, there's a Uh, an avenue that God wants us to find without having to go through the pain. And it doesn't mean that you're going to have pain eliminated. But there are some things that you can learn, you can gain, not through the pain, but through the threat of pain if you take the threat of pain seriously then you can learn great lessons and not have to endure any pain in that circumstance because you learned your lesson through the threat of uh, things one of the Scriptures that came to mind was one of the times where Abraham and Sarah were traveling and they went into the the one country and uh Abraham told Sarah to say that she was his sister and then the uh the ruler in the in the authority position uh took her into his palace but then God came to him and gave him a threat don't put your hand on her she belongs to someone else. She belongs to Abraham. And so that roller learned from the threat. He didn't have to say, well, yeah, Lord, let me do it and see what happens. No, he was like, no, no, Lord, I I haven't done anything. And I didn't know she was taken. And the Lord said, I know, but I'm giving you this. So you have an opportunity to avoid pain Rather than to actually go through the pain to figure out that it was wrong, and uh, that's the whole concept of God uh, letting us know about the existence of hell, so that we can learn from the threat of hell to follow and seek after God. Because I don't want to, I don't want to learn that when it's too late. And when it's too late is when you perish from this earth and you ha- you didn't have the true full faith in God, then you're going to see that there's going to be pain and there's going to be no gain. You will gain nothing from that pain because God gave it so that you wouldn't have that. And many times, how many times do we see through the Old Testament where God I. Uh, gave the threat of pain to Israel before they did anything and they had to learn the hard way. They had to, they went and disobeyed God and went to the idols and did all those things and then they had to endure intense pain, some dying, all kinds of different things happening. Why? Because they didn't learn from the threat of pain. And so we can learn, from the threat of pain so that we can avoid going through the pain and that's the 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 epitome of circumcision of the heart that should be the focus of our mind is looking for the things that God says and obeying them so that there's no pain involved because obedience is the absence of sin. And if we disobey, then we sin. And so we want to walk in the faith journey, the spiritual part, not having to endure pain, because why? Because we are taking on the I. It's no longer a threat in circumcision of the heart because we've set our heart And so we want to do what is right according to God, and that will spare us from feeling things. And you can have circumcision of the heart and not see God puts a situation in front of you to open your eyes, to dig into your life, to figure out how can I change something? And you don't listen to it, and you don't do anything about it, and then you end up getting some, uh, some more or deeper physical pain, because you didn't learn your lesson. And so Could there you? are there are many times when God will put out. If you do this, then I will be pleased. But if you do something else, I will not. You can learn from that. So you don't have to have the pain for gain. You can gain with the threat of pain, knowing that God's going to do what they say they're going to do. And we have great examples of that, of what God did to his own people. He didn't, he never came to a point where he completely destroyed them, but there were many times where he brought about pain and suffering to them because they didn't listen and they didn't obey.
0: What came to mind, we just talked about this recently, is the fear of God, that the transformation from the fear of punishment to the fear of God, that that's what we keep that in place. And that's what keeps us to where we know if it's the threat, knowing that God will do what they're going to do if we don't do what they say to do. So then therefore we know I'm not doing that because I know God is God and they will do this. So no, I'm, I'm not doing that. And. The the pain is an indicator of there's something to look at, but it's just like any of those things you learn from going through the pain that you don't have to go through that pain again. Just like you use different tools for your jobs that you do something without a certain tool and then you use the tool after the fact. And wow, I, I saved myself some pain. I've done that myself with changing the oil in the car that, you know, man, this is really hard to grip. And you put the oil filter wrench on there and that saved me some pain even using a screwdriver and a hammer going through the oil filter that, well, that saved me some pain as well because, well, the pain of, well, now i got to either go to my next door neighbor and ask for help or get the car towed to a shop because the oil is leaked out everywhere and I can't get the, the oil filter off because pain, when we hear the word pain, a lot of times we'll just put that to, when you hear pain, you just think of agony and you're just wailing on the ground. But, pain is you can have very minimal pain just learning something new that you get the you get a mental some mental pain because you don't know how to handle a certain situation and there's pain until oh i figured this out so okay well that's not that bad have you said this in your life man this thing is just such a pain what doesn't necessarily mean you you have physical pain but in your mind that this is just something i don't want to deal with but the things that you really want to deal with and that you're not only want to deal with that you're going to deal with, you can deal with the pain a lot easier because aren't there people that even saw it this morning, walking in the park with my wife, that people are running around the park. And we both said, that's not going to be me anytime soon, unless I lose a hundred pounds and you cause yourself pain. But to them it's gain because when I run like this, yeah, my knees hurt and my ankles hurt, but the, the gain is, is that my heart's in good shape and, and stuff like that. So you weigh the cost of, What are you willing to put your body through, your mind through? What kind of pain are you willing to go through to get the desired result? Are you willing to go through the pain to find the fullness of faith? Or are you, you don't want to go through it? Because there's a lot of people that will go through the pain of things wanting to go through the pain. Well, this feels good. You know, this pain feels great. It just feels great because I know I'm getting in shape. And, but if it's something you don't want to do, then it makes it even worse. It's like torture versus a willing mindset that if it's something you really want to do, then you'll go through the pain of getting to the car, driving the two hours, getting out, walking here, walking there. You're willing to go through pain, but I agree with what Yaz is teaching here wholeheartedly that you, we don't have to go through excessive pain just for pain's sake to, to prove that, well, because I went through pain, that means that proves that I did this, that you can, well, There's there's a minimal pain here because of obedience to God that I will save you the pain of you attempting to do it yourself and figure it out. I'm saving you the pain. Trust in me with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. I'm attempting to save you pain, but if you want to lean on your own understanding, go ahead. You figure it out that you're going to have some pain involved, but if you do it my way, then even though there will be some moments that there may be pain, but it's going to be better for you in the end anyway, so follow my ways so that it's the very best for you because the body as we're just sitting here yeah we have moments of pain but i'm not saying that the body is made for you just to be in pain all the time the the pain is telling you hey something's wrong here like why is my knee hurting well is something wrong with the cartilage in your knee did you hit your knee that the the pain is an indicator of something is not necessarily going the way it should Just like this, if I take my hand that I'm holding it up and I just bend it back this way, well, it's starting to hurt. Well, the reason is, is because the pain is there to tell you your hand isn't meant to bend back that way. It's meant to bend this way. So do it this way, because if you do it this way, that's going to, it's not going to be functional. I remember you told me a story of somebody a few years ago that they, like right nearby that they were skiing or something and they broke their leg and the person that had to have that set, have their legs set back into place that there's going to be a ton of pain here. But if we don't do this now, the pain is going to be even worse in the future. So in order for you to get relief from this, there's going to be pain. But when we get the bone back in place, you'll feel a relief, but it's going to hurt because it's gotten out of, out of disjoint. So we got to put it back in its place. So that's a really good indicator to say, Hey, there's an issue here. You need to evaluate this. Cause I've had actually in my life, even here recently, I've had some physical ailments and asking God about it and getting a revelation from them on what it is. And other times with that, they clearly told me, this is for you to build pain tolerance for you to persevere and endure through. Okay. That's what I'll do. And it ran its course and and I learned to deal with the pain to, to gain more of a pain threshold, but especially, the mental pain threshold because we're told in the word that our battle is not against flesh and blood that our battle is not against people it's the spiritual forces in the heavenly realms that they're going to come at us and make sure that we have the full armor of god because with the full armor of god it's our best protection from dealing with pain that could come but if you want to go out into battle without the full armor on you're going to feel pain and when you feel that pain, you'll know well, I'm going to get that full armor on because I'm not walking out on the battle without the full armor of God, and that's the reason it's in place so that it will minimize any kind of pain that you're going to have. But yeah, Yah doesn't want us to just be walking around writhing in pain because that's not that's not a way to live a functional life. But the the pain is there to alert us of hey something is going on here, uh, an opportunity to evaluate. Just thinking about that person that and I can't remember who it was, but they have that, they couldn't feel any pain. I mean, imagine walking around how on eggshells you would have to walk around because if you fall down, you hit yourself, you don't even know that you hurt yourself and you get into a situation where you could be in really bad shape. You fall, you break your arm and you don't even feel it and you have no way to get any kind of help. That would not be a very pleasant place to be in. Certainly.
1: Well, unfortunately, unfortunately, that's what has happened to Christianity. That in Christianity, that people ignore the pain involved in sin, so they become numb to the fact, and then they, well, we all sin. Everybody sins and falls short of the glory of God, and you know uh, nobody can stop sinning, and so we we're just we just have to. Uh, Well, we don't, we don't have to, there's nothing we can do about it. So you become numb to the pain of sin because sin is supposed to cause you pain in your spiritual perspective so that you will use that pain to figure out how can I get away from this pain? But some have seared themselves as though with a hot iron. And it's not as though they're saying, Well, I don't sin. I don't sin. No, what they're saying is, yeah, I sin. It's a big deal. Jesus came and he died for my sins, so no big deal, no problem. Well, it is a problem. And unfortunately, you're searing yourself with a hot iron so that the sin that is supposed to cause pain doesn't affect you. And you're not like, My gosh, I shouldn't do this. And if it does affect you, then Use it to figure out how you can get away from it because there is a place that you can get away from it. It It's huge. And I want to bring this up. We kind of touched on this. The aspect of the physical, any physical and emotional pain that you're experiencing, there is a great possibility that that's speaking to some spiritual pain that you have. Somebody, you know, whatever it is that you have physically. I I would say it's the greatest calls for that is for you to figure out how that is in your spiritual life. What is it? What does it affect? Then I can evaluate How, you know, like I really have a pain in my lower back and, okay, well, have I been lifting things? Have I been lifting too much weight? And then I take it to spiritual and say, okay, where have I been lifting too much weight? I've been trying to do things that are uh, not godly and I'm trying to carry this weight or I'm trying to do these things myself and I'm carrying this weight. Rather than, no, you know what? I'm going to trust God. And then, so what you get to do is from your physical or your emotional pain, you get to find a place that needs healing in your spiritual. And then you can move and get better in your spiritual pain. Uh, But if you don't take when you have emotional breakdowns or when you have a physical ailment and you don't evaluate that, with your spiritual life you have no clue of whether that's telling you an issue or not the only way you're able to discern it is if you take it and you really dive into it and you cry out to god for insight and you call aloud for understanding and then you search and you look and you seek and you try to figure out okay this what i have it it affects me here i uh, you know i have uh, i Bronchitis, and so well that affects the lungs. And so, what have I been breathing in? Have I been breathing in the the purity of God, or have I been letting uh, unfiltered air get into my spiritual perspective, which has an effect? And so, no matter what, any kind of pain that you endure from a physical or an emotional perspective. I would say probably 90 to 95% of the time, it's telling you something about your spiritual perspective. It's telling you that there's something there, dig into it and figure it so that if it's there for that reason, then that pain can go away, but it's not a guarantee that your physical pain will go away, but your spiritual pain will. And that's what matters because that's what we carry into the next life. We don't carry this physical body into the next life. And so you can, you can fix your emotional pain. Sometimes your physical pain will point to an emotional issue. Well, and then that emotional issue, if you have an emotional issue on it, then it's going to, it's going to affect your spiritual. And so everything that we have in life is, is here for a reason. And so we want to use it optimize it to to uh, the best of our ability so that we can maximize our healing and our ability to hear heal spiritually uh, and again I'm not promising that if you have a physical pain in your body and you figure out where it's causing where there's a spiritual pain that correlates to it and you deal with the spiritual pain, I'm not guaranteeing you that the physical pain will go away. That, that's not mine to do. If God tells you that, then fine. But the objective goal with anything physical is, God, you know what's going on. If this is my lot and my portion, if I'm to feel this pain the rest of my life, even though it's, uh, it, it helped me to discover the spiritual and I've taken care of the spiritual, if that's my lot and my portion, so be it. If if I carry it two days or I carry it twenty years, it, it's it's not a it's not an issue for me. Well, when I set my mind like that, then that gives me if it's going to i uh, last, it gives me the greatest ability to endure, to persevere, and push through it because of my mindset. That oh. God's God knows this is happening, and so if this is my lot and my portion, I'm okay with it. And I may ask God, God, if I it could be according to your will that you take it away, I, I'd surely like that. But if you don't, then I'm okay with that. But I get the opportunity to heal what really matters, which is your spiritual being. And I'm convinced that most of the time that you have an emotional breakdown or you have a physical ailment, that it's speaking to something in the spiritual that maybe if it's an emotional breakdown that you don't have the contentment or you need to increase your trust in God, various different things that you can do that will affect you emotionally. Trust God, know that the... Promises that they offer are yours if you have circumcision of the heart, and then figure out because God will help you if you ask for help, ask, seek, and knock. But you also have to do your part by calling out to them, the asking and seeking and knocking, and then searching for it. When you say, God, I really want to see this, help me to see it, then I'm just going to sit back in my chair and sit on the couch and watch TV and wait for God to tell me no, no, I'm going to start looking. I'm going to start looking. Where is it? What, what could it be? How could it be? I God, I'm not seeing it. I can you, can you help me? Can you help me to see it? And they'll give you the help, but you have to do your part. You have to show them how bad you want to know where your spiritual pain is because you want bad enough to be healed more and more spiritually.
0: Well, with what you're saying, uh, I had this thought that it mentions that, I think it may have been Peter, that mentioning that the the body was a tent. And I just thought about that. You're, You're out camping, that you're in a tent, that you're inside the tent, and you're spiritual. The body of flesh, this body that we have, covers the spiritual aspect. It's not the reverse. So it makes sense that it would be that there's something going on, just like if you have a pot on the stove, a pressure cooker, and you cover the pot while what's inside is rumbling and it bursts. It's the inside that bursts that comes out. It's not the outside that bursts in. So it makes sense that you're having something manifest like cancer. It just makes total sense that cancer, well, we know that sin is cancer from the spiritual aspect, so why do so many people have cancer. Well, if you don't have circumcision of the heart, everybody's got cancer. From a spiritual perspective, you have sin in your heart, that it's death, that you can't take sin into the kingdom of God. So figure out a way to, because I I don't know if you've heard this, but I heard this, well, I'm going to beat cancer. No matter what, I'm going to beat cancer. Well, that's a good mindset, but without God, you can't beat cancer. You can, in what you perceive as cancer in the physical, that, yeah, I'm going to beat it. Yeah, but you don't beat it yourself. You either have the chemotherapy or surgery or whatever to get what's perceived as getting it out of your physical body. But that's the thing. Like even Messiah healed people physically, that he was given the capability to do that by God. But if the person didn't ultimately come to the fullness of faith in him, it doesn't matter if they were healed from physical blindness, physical walking, that you're not going to enter the kingdom of God if you don't have sin removed from you. So you can have this understanding of, well, I've been healed of cancer, but the sad truth is, is that if you still have sin in your life, you have cancer. And how many people are walking around with cancer and don't even realize? It's just like if we were to go up to somebody and say, "I can look at you and I can tell that you have cancer," but if they don't accept that, I don't have cancer. Uh, no, I don't. I don't need any help. Well, if you don't realize who you are before God, if you don't realize you have cancer, then why would you call out to God to, please, who's going to save me from this body of death? And Paul said, thanks be to God through Messiah, through Messiah our Lord, that through him, we're able to get away from this body of death. But the cancer is rampant. And the only way is the truth of God and applying it, that you can have this true healing. It's not the, the path to be healed from... Sin is not, it is except Jesus as Lord and Savior, but from the right aspect of if you make him Lord, then you will end up getting away from sin and having circumcision or Your Lord, then you will have healing from cancer. But if you don't find that, then you'll be standing before God. Lord, Lord, didn't I do all these things? And he says, get away from me. I never knew you. You practice lawlessness. You still had the cancer of sin within you. So get away. And it's just one of those things where, People have to make a decision. You have to make a decision that I'm going to see God with all my heart and turn away from this old way. Well, that's for you fighting against your programming. There's going to be pain in it, but you can lessen the pain by not delaying. Like we've been told that if you see something, don't delay, don't rush, but don't delay because you you can not necessarily have to deal with the pain that is going to come if you don't adhere to what God is saying. So this is just a an interesting concept, just thinking about the, that, yeah, I'm like you, I'm not going to put it to it's 100% something in the body, but really think about it. They're connected. So you're, you're living a godly life doing the very best you can day to day. Well, we don't have, and correct me if I'm incorrect in this, but I don't know of ailments that Messiah had, in the body of flesh like to where it said that he was sick and he was different things like that. I don't recall that not saying that he wasn't but it just making me think that if you if you are going through some real chronic things like chronic back pain and all kinds of illnesses something is going on to evaluate and the very best thing you can do those listening in that are seeking God with all your heart that ask God and God may say no this is just something you've got to deal with or evaluate this situation or that situation and be looking for it.
1: And it's not a guarantee, like we said, with absolution, because you may, uh, you could be somebody who has circumcision of the heart who has a, a cancerous thing come up and whether that is taken away or not, it may be showing you something in your um spiritual life that there's there's something there that it's not uh it's not something that will threaten your salvation, but it's something that you can find and you can remove it and get rid of it so that it's not an issue anymore. Uh and again the objective isn't to get rid of whatever the physical condition in the body is. Okay, obviously, all of us don't want to have to endure lots of pain through our life, but the objective goal is to figure it out spiritually because that's that's the area that matters. And then if God blesses you by healing you from that thing, then great, That that's that's great. Uh, and it's interesting because not only, will your body and the pain you feel in your body affect your emotional and spiritual state of mind? You're also your emotional and and spiritual state of mind will affect your body as well. And one of those areas uh, that came to mind is anxiety. When you have anxiousness in your, uh, in your uh, spiritual and emotional aspect of who you are then that anxiety affects you physically because you 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 tense up your chest closes in you get uh you feel that and so everything is connected together so certainly with faith in god we definitely want to figure out okay i'm feeling this way or i've got this injury what do I need to learn or what can I learn? What can I do to improve my spiritual state so I can remove that pain out of there? And then if it is removed from my emotional and spirit, I mean, uh, emotional and physical life, then that's great. But that's just another area where your spiritual and emotional can and will affect your body. And it's, it's a fact, it's not, people know that anxiety causes, uh, the body to do specific things and even depression, depression gets you into that more. You're, you're just kind of like, why? Because it's affecting your body. It doesn't just affect your mind. It doesn't just affect you emotionally, it affects you physically as well. And so if you have those connections that way, we certainly have to be looking at the connections the other way. And we can look at it is, okay, well, is this physical pain causing something in the spiritual? Or is it something in the spiritual that brought about this physical pain? And that's the evaluation that we have to do to dig in and figure out because if you're feeling anxious or you're feeling um, discontented, that will affect your physical and emotional body. If you're discontented with something uh, physically or emotionally, then that will uh, put discontent into your spiritual. And so the greatest avenue for getting away from and staying away from pain is trusting God, obedience to God, and just walk in that.
0: Well, like Paul, I've learned the secret of being content in all things. It's trusting God. It Because he even went through Woody, the, the shipwrecks and all these other things, which I'm sure that there was some pain involved. But... The, the secret, which it's not a secret. It, it's because he, he said he learned the secret is just trusting in God, no matter what circumstance it's in their hands. So what does it matter? What pain, what does it matter? What I go through that my mindset is I'm going to trust God in everything. That's the mindset. That's where the contentment lies. It's not that there's no shipwrecks. There's no uh, snakes biting him on the arm. There's no people um, beating on him and throwing uh, stones and stuff at him. It's wow, it's all in my mindset, steadfastness of mind and trust in God, obedience to God, the fullness of it, that's where the contentment lies is in your your desire over will of being stoned or ridiculed or anything is that that's where the contentment is. That's the God of all comfort, that that trust in God is that that's pivotal in the journey to where that's where the contentment is, is that no matter what goes on on the outside, that's not where the contentment is. It's in the inside that you set your mind and more and more practice that, like you said at the beginning, I don't care what happens to me. I don't care if you don't like me, anything. Well, that's the way that that's where your comfort lies is in that trust in God, that absolution of steadfastness, of repentance, obedience, and trust right there.
1: Well, we can correlate uh, to the spiritual. uh, Paul, when he got bit by the viper, when he put the... uh, the bundle of sticks into the fire and didn't know the viper was in it. And the viper bit him on the hand that caused pain, but he wasn't, he just shook it off and he wasn't, it didn't cause him emotional and spiritual pain. And that in itself was a representation of what he'd been doing while presenting the gospel message. How many times did the serpent, the enemy lash out at him? He was uh, shipwrecked uh, he was stoned to death drug out of the city then the believers uh, laid their hands on him he came back to life and went back in the city so he he had the viper which is the representation of Satan coming at him and but he didn't let it affect him spiritually. he he held on to the trust and the contentment that he had learned with God in order to, well, that that viper can bite him, but none of the poison entered into him, or it may have entered into him, but the poison didn't have an effect. And Paul has uh, experiences of the enemy attacking him through other people, and it not having the uh, ill effect, rather than even him being beaten in a crowd, carried carried through the crowd by the Roman soldiers so they wouldn't kill him right there, and then standing right before they took him into the barracks, and he raises his hand to say something, and everybody gets quiet. And then he goes and uh, speaks his peace and then, of course, they, they start to raise up again, and that's when they pulled him into the barracks. But uh, the enemy was coming at him through that, and he didn't let it affect him spiritually. And again, this is a process of learning to gain that contentment, and we really have to know, once you have circumcision of the heart, it's truly uh, very important for you to understand what you have, what what is slated for you, In having that, which then gives you the greatest ability to just enjoy life, but evaluate when something's happening to you, whether physical, spiritual, or emotional, how is that affecting the rest of your body? If it's physical, then it's probably going to affect you emotional, and it will affect you spiritual. It's like you you get... Really, really sick, and you just like, oh my gosh, oh, I just don't feel good. I feel lousy. Well, that in itself tells you that the physical is causing this the emotional issue. And if it's causing an emotional issue, there's a good chance it's going to cause a spiritual issue. So when I get a cold, or I get the flu, or I'm really feeling like that, then, now oh, you know what? I'm just going to push through this. I'll evaluate this whole situation with my spiritual life and see if there's something I can change. And if I learn something, I'll change it. If I don't learn, if I don't see something, uh, I'm just going to push through. I'm going to persevere and endure through it. And then that takes away pain from my emotional state of mind, because I'm not sitting there with the wallowing in the misery of it rather than, no, I'll, I'll, yeah, that's, is not optimal. I don't want to be like this all the time, but I'll make the best of it. And if I do that, then it will pass because the, regardless of how you act in it, unless God's got a plan that, okay, well we're going to let this ailment uh, affect you until you figure out how it affects you spiritually. And, When you figure out how it affects you spiritually, that's when we're going to take it away. That's, that's when we'll remove it. But other times there you're, you're, you just have to endure through it. it. It's not necessarily that God says, yeah, we're going to take it away. Once you learn your lesson No, but use every experience to learn more lessons about yourself, about who you are, about your faith. What can I change? What can I improve? How can I get better? And when I do that, then I just continue to increase and grow and improve. And by doing those things, I'm increasing my pain tolerance in my spiritual and emotional life. And that will bleed over to my physical life.
0: I remember going to the store this past weekend and just looking at people standing in line to get their medications at the pharmacy. So people are dealing with all kinds of pain and you're going to deal with pain. There's people in the world that have want nothing to do with God at this point, And they're dealing with pain and people that are making God their life are dealing with pain. And why live your life where you're going to have pain anyway, and then lose out in the end and then have eternal pain forever of being in that torment, it's not worth doing that. You're going to suffer anyway, but make it to where you can understand, to know the reason why you're suffering and struggling to where it makes sense. And you can learn from it instead of just living a life of woe is me. And there's nothing that can be done. And then you just, you perish. And then you're in a a constant state of torment. But a lot of this is just, you medicate and you don't get rid of the source of the pain. You just mask the symptoms and you don't feel the pain. Because, and I've been there too, that you just don't want to feel the pain of it, but it's better to figure out what the source of the pain is so that you can get rid of the cause of the pain instead of just numbing yourself. Just like the Pink Floyd song, Comfortably Numb. There's a lot of people out there that are comfortably numb, not feeling. And the, the thing is, is that we don't want to have a conscience seared with a hot iron. We want to have a pledge with a good conscience that's not seared before God so that we can know what we're doing more and more, while we're doing it. And this is just another aspect of just bringing to, just to the attention of those listening in that you're not going to be spared of all pain, but we can learn from pain to where we can not have to deal with all kinds of excessive, unnecessary pain that we don't even need to go through because yes, we can learn things not being the hard way. We don't have to learn the hard way. We can learn the way of ease, which is following the ways of God, which there's going to be pain involved because you're making a change. But the Word of God says this, that the discipline from God, that God disciplines those he loves, that if you're not disciplined, then you're illegitimate children. But the pain that comes is grievous. But it says very clearly that it brings a harvest of righteousness for those who have been trained by it so going through the aspects of seeking after god going through the circumstances you learn the way of righteousness so that you can be healed and yah makes it clear in the old testament it says that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then i'll hear from heaven and i'll heal their land well you want your land healed the no better way to do it than do exactly what yah says to do And even in Proverbs, it says this that trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge them, and they'll make your path straight. And it says, do not be wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord and shun evil. It will bring health to your body and strength to your bones. So think about what it's saying. Don't be wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord and shun evil. So a lot of pain that we have we think we're something we think we're all great well and then your body starts to ache and just from the proverb being spoken there that yah gives us ways to where we can recognize the pain and get away from it so phil unless you have anything else i think we've covered a lot of good ground here this is a good stopping point for us any kind of final thoughts or anything no i'm good I don't know if you shook your head. No, I couldn't see. I was looking away, but no, uh, this is, um, uh, just grateful to y'all with the information they give, because it's just one of those things where a thought will come to your mind and y'all will take it we, we plant, we water, God gives the increase. So until the next time, the Lord willing, our next podcast, um, for Saturday, uh, coming up, but. We appreciate, um, grateful to Yah for all those that are seeking them. I've been listening to the podcast, and we, the hope is, is that you will apply the lessons. Actually, the hope is, is that you will not just take this on what we say, but you'll seek it out, look in the scriptures, talk to God about it, and when Yah shows you the truth that's there, that you'll apply it. So, until the next time, it was good being with you this evening. We'll see you on the, we'll see you next time.
1: Thank you for joining us today on Hidden Treasures Revealed. We want to leave you with this thought. The greatest treasure in life, and especially in faith, is discovery. If we try to convince you of things, you may gain head knowledge. But if we let you discover things, you will have heart knowledge to know and understand and be able to give a good answer for the faith that you have. Treasure hunters seek treasure non-stop. Seek the treasure of God through conversation with them and through their word. Ask, seek, and knock. Ask, and you will receive. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Seek the hidden treasure of God, and you will be blessed by it.